Welcome to the Fans of Fitness Podcast, a voice for fitness, health, and wellness professionals. The National Personal Training Institute of Arizona. Legit instructors teaching you. No, enough of those bad reps. The good quality trainers that come out of the school. Let's get into it. Eli. Elias. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Travis. It's good to see you, man. So, hey, let's do a little warm-up real quick. Let's do it. <clears throat> a little rapid fire, getting to know you. I know you. I've known you for two and a half years, but there's mm-hmm. things that I think I need to know. Okay. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? While I was younger, no. Now, yes. That's, that's what I'm talking about. We can continue <laughs> yeah. now. All right. So, favorite ice cream? Uh, you know, I'm a plain Janer, so I would do a actually vanilla uh, dairy-free run from... Uh, can't remember the name of it. Soy so delicious goes, goes or to, something. It's not soy delicious. It goes to show you that I barely eat it. Halo? It's like, it's like a, it's like creamistry, I think. Oh, and I they only know. sell it at a. Oh, okay. They only sell it at a couple different, uh, like uh, Whole Foods style retailers. Uh-huh. But it's just a coconut base, plain vanilla. Yeah. Very good though. But they use try like, to stay away from the soy. There's no soy in it. Yeah. yeah. They, they use like a real vanilla bean. Um, it's good. Yeah. Nice. Cool. But, Chicken or steak? Steak all day. Steak all day. Yeah. Hmm. Favorite actor? Favorite actor. I mean, I don't even have favorite actors. It would be, you know, my Brad Pitt to me is like a Jay Cutler, you know? Yep. So, right. um, yeah. I have bodybuilding actors. Right. How about Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> I like Sylvester. Yeah. I'm going to say if I had to pick one, um, him, Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. Statham is cool. Yep. Statham's cool. Especially yeah. from uh, Snatch. Probably his best role, in my Smash. opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Favorite band? Favorite band? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going throwback and new. I collected all the ACDC. The first first CD I had was Scorpion's Greatest Hits. Oh, uh, like a like a 17, <laughs> 17 song. Yeah. Uh, album, uh, CD, and then uh, I think I bought Creed. Uh, Creed. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a Creed Weather. You guys remember that? <laughs> one? That was my gig. So uh, growing up, and then now um, I would say Beartooth. I really Bear like Beartooth. All right. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. So, they're awesome. Jay but, Cutler or Arnold? Jay all day. Jay all day. Phil Heath or Ronnie Coleman? Phil Heath. Best ever. Best ever? I mean, I would give it to Ronnie. Ronnie? Yeah, I mean, best ever personal physique I would like, I would say Phil. Yeah. Uh, but the best ever. Uh, I mean, Haney and him, uh, Lee Haney and Ronnie both won eight, but uh, – and I really like Haney because of his, um, who he is as a man, who he is as a husband, and all that. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Ronnie being a someone that just, you know, demolitions everything and just killed everybody, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be Ronnie all day. He massacred yeah. everybody for ten years. Yeah, <clears throat> I've seen those pictures uh, up in the gym, and uh, he stands out. He Ronnie. stands out. I mean, they all do, but but Ronnie guy stands out. The limit was all the way. Yeah. You know. Well, now that I know uh, everything I need to know about you that I didn't know the last two years, <laughs> it's good to have you, man. Um, so much. I'm so, grateful to be here, guys. Yeah. Man, we go awesome. back a little ways. It's been, yeah, been about two and a half years. So I remember um, living in, in Surprise and then having a tour down at our old location. Yeah. And then uh, one of your members uh, did an Instagram post and said, I'm in a new space and it's awesome. And I was looking at my watch. I'm Who like, was that? That was Luis. Luis. He was, I think, he might have been your very first member. At least that's... Luis with the uh, garage coach, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I saw that post. I was still laying in bed. I'm like, I got to get moving. I got to go down to, to, <laughs> to Gilbert 
to, to, to do a tour. But I noticed that uh, I'm like, all right, I've got time. I'm going to swing by this place real quick and say hi. And that's how it all started, man. I walked in and uh, I met yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, I didn't even know this was here because uh, I, I, I never in that area. I didn't either. And I grew up out here. Yeah. You know, I spent time in California, yeah. but it was such a corner on Gilbert and Southern here in Arizona, uh, such a cornered hole in the wall spot over the freeway, you know, to the the, uh, the north side there, mm-hmm. um, then no one ever saw it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was new to me, too, really. Yeah. Yeah. But that was cool, man. We walked in, talked to you. Um, you're like, go ahead and walk around. So I walked around, checked it out, and I noticed that, uh, you know, there's a couple rooms in there. I, I wasn't like – I didn't say anything the first day. I was like, man, this would be perfect for the school. Mm-hmm. And walking around, and then I think it was uh, maybe a few days later – I think it was either you or Stephen that reached out to me. I came in and talked to to you guys about bringing the school to yeah. the Jim Mesa, yeah. and we've been there ever since. So about two and a half years now. It's been great. And, it's been and a great relationship. And what I have to say about the Jim Mesa is, like, you walk into LA Fitness or Sporta now, whatever you want to call it, or and Planet Fitness, and yeah. you know all those box gyms, and you expect the the customer service to be like really nice and friendly. Mm. Because that's what people expect is like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be shamed when I go to the gym. Yeah. But it's actually the opposite. When you go into those, it's like they don't care who you are or what you're doing there. Another and when, no, you walk in, when you walk into the gym, Mesa, it's, it's very, you know, you walk in the front door and you kind of go, uh-oh, here's this big muscular guy standing at the, at the desk. <laughs> but then you guys are so friendly and just, I mean, it, it – completely different than what you would think it would be and so much less you know people looking at you going why is that fat guy here you know (laughs) where the other gyms are 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 not that this is this is where everybody should go because you know because of the customer service and just how everybody treats everybody in the gym i mean even the people that go there the members generally you know Mm -hmm. yeah no i i appreciate you saying that and i i've always had the mindset of um if you are a bigger, uh, more muscular gym guy in general, um, and that's not who you are is the regular stereotyped, um, right. I guess, ass Roy, you can say. Roy, Roy, Roy rage. Yeah, <laughs> Roy, Roy rage, just asshole like most of these guys interpret. Right. Then you're going to have to be a little bit more in your face with kindness, especially yeah. when people walk in the door um, to know, hey, there are big guys that are yeah. still actually, uh, they just love bodybuilding, they love training, um, and that should make me uh, more settled in and actually kind behind the front desk at the gym because this is what I love to do. Well, and you're more confident in yourself, so you don't need to put that off onto someone else. And most people that are really into this, into bodybuilding, health, and fitness, you see a big guy, a big girl walking to the gym that wants to lose some weight. I look at them like, hey, you're making one, not just physically, this is going to mentally help you too. Right. Uh, You're you're moving in the right direction. And to see them come down with whatever poundage they lose and to be feeling healthier and coming in, that makes them stronger too. And if a big buff guy or girl checks them in welcomely and makes them feel welcome, that also opens up another world of oh, yeah. uh, not judging other people for how they look, right? Yep. Um, so I appreciate that. Guys. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, well, culture's king. And, and you guys have created a, an incredible culture. I mean, that's one of the reasons why why it works for us as a school within within your, your facility. Mm. Because it's welcoming to us as well, welcoming yeah. to our, our, our students. Um, and it's... It's just such a great place to be. It's I always sure. walk in, and I smile as I walk in because usually I'm being greeted yeah. by somebody like Will or yourself or exactly. 
or Ben or, or somebody, it's always like, hey, not, how you, you doing? Me you're no, it's, no, everybody there is is so always super nice and stuff. I mean, it's just it's so nice to walk in there and just yeah. be, you know, yeah, be yeah. treated like that. And the only difference I'll say right now is, you know, I'm 11 days out from my pro pro debut show and class physique. And only when I'm dieting do I have, you know, I'm human, right? Do right. I have some yeah. days when I haven't eaten it barely, you know, whatever, 30, 40 grams of fat all day for months on end. You're ready to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you feel that way. Sometimes, yeah. You know, and that's why you see me standing up a lot of the times, especially through prep, because when I sit down, I don't want to. Get up. You know, <laughs> yeah. Even just yeah. to stand up is hard. So I try to, more than anything, uh, to be an example. And uh, we all, so many people in the gym are dieting and doing shows, right? And there's, mm. What's cool is you get to see how many people can do it and also maintain a good attitude. And I think sure. I get better and better at it every year. I've always had to work full time while I'm dieting. I've always um, had to do more than just bodybuild. I've never been a full time bodybuilder. Right. Uh, I've always had to carve it in with now taking care of my family, taking care of my kiddo, uh, taking care of the gym, running the gym, and competing and bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, and if I can be an example to still have energy and still look at you and at least give you a smile and be like, hey, Today sucks a little bit. Forgive me if uh, you know I'm I'm not as energetic as normal. But um, go kill your workout and uh, at least let them know. Like, hey, this is why I feel this way. Maybe I'm not as energetic as normal today, but it's during just a season of time, and hopefully, um, it's for some wins down the road, which is going to bless us all right. and motivate us all uh, more anyway. Yeah. So. So you yeah. so you've been working out like 17 years since you were 15, right? Yeah. So I got my first gym membership. Uh, I think I was actually 14, but I was 15 where I went to a powerhouse gym. It was a powerhouse oh, yeah. on Wrecker and Brown. Um, and I went to Red Mountain High School just up the road from there. And my dad, uh, over Christmas break, got me a membership in my uh, stocking. And it was a powerhouse gym. And I rode my bike there every day until I got my license. And yeah. you, you've been an IFBB pro for a little over a year? For a little over a year. My anniversary was uh, August, July 29th. Something. Yeah, July, July, 28th. July 28th or 9th yeah. was uh, my year anniversary. So, yeah, took uh, some time off uh, from competing. Of course, not even a year. And just really trained hard to add a little muscle tissue and I'm 11 days out from the San Antonio pro for my pro debut. And we'll see if I do a couple more uh, oh, cool. after that, depending on how, uh, how I, how I landed this first show. So, so how long did you have to like, wh when did you decide like, I'm going to go for this and really, really focus on, yeah. on, on getting that? Yeah. Well, I always wanted to be an athlete. You know, I played a little bit of football in high school and uh, freshman year and I wrestled. And then by the time I went to, uh, I was a sophomore I said, you know what? I talked to my dad, and he got me a couple bodybuilding magazines, and it was a 2001 Muscle and Fitness uh, Classic Anniversary Edition with Arnold hitting a, hitting a pose on it with a big poster. And I go, dude, if you can get paid and look like that, oh, yeah. um, I want to do that. So I was like that was like 13, 14 when I saw those magazines, and then I got that membership um, and decided not to play football sophomore year of high school or wrestle. My, all my coaches were like, you're stupid. Uh you know, we tried bodybuilding. You know, you're never going to be a Franco Colombo or any of these guys. Coaches right to my face, and I'm like, cool. And I had a, a solid dad, you know. I had a solid dad that encouraged me, said you could do whatever you want. Right. Um, you just got to work for it. And I'm not going to do it for you, but you can do it. Right. And that and that did help me. Um, so at 18, I was like, you know what, no matter what, at 18 years old, before I graduate high school, because I wanted, like, some coaches and people to see that I would, I was like, I'm going to compete before I graduate um, at 18 years old. And I was walking around, you know, giving passes. I was senior year, almost all my um, classes were over. So I um, was out giving out passes, all tanned up, you know, two days out from my show, people looking at me like, 
this is weird. You're so <laughs> all the guys are playing football. This is stupid. Whatever. And half these guys now have done physique shows. Yeah. I've competed at least right. in board shorts. I thought it was just stupid. Um, and uh, I took third in open bodybuilding nice. um, against men. You know, at 18 years old. And then I think I did the teenage next year at 19. I won the teenage at that show. And then I've competed uh, up till I was 21. I took like two years off till I was 24, just working in San Diego with uh, Perfect Snacks and um, doing uh, Costco road shows with the protein bars and stuff. And then came back when I met my wife and uh, when I was 24, 25, and uh, really decided, hey, I'm going to get this pro card. I'm going to start going to national shows. I can already win these local shows. I've been doing it for six years now, and I need to really step up a level and uh, try to get this pro card. And that was a journey from right. 25 to 31 to make that happen. But I also moved, bought a house in Arizona from San Diego, got married, had a kid between that time. Too. Well, welcome to Arizona. Exactly. <laughs> so, I can afford it. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's the difference here. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, what's it look like? Like since your last show that you won, right? right. What, what does it look like ramping up to this next one? Yeah. Um, you know, last show I had a different coach. He's at a TG. Um, Justin Horrell, he's an yeah. Eva Jen mm-hmm. Elite coach, married to Carly Horrell. She's a five-time figure uh, Olympian. Uh, so they're both both badasses that know have a, a wealth of knowledge of the industry. Um, and, you know, I've never been one to be super dedicated to one certain coach. Um, I've always been more dedicated to myself. And right. if you're... Um, you know, I've worked with you for a year or two, and I'm not seeing results, or you're not helping me to peak and land my water and my conditioning on stage right, and I followed your game plan, which I do, then I'm not going to um, stay dedicated uh, to you um, because I'm not getting the value, you know, right. you know, for it. So so with Justin, uh, he really brought me in just really sharp last year. I'm not the hugest guy, so he just brought me in condition. And um, the main jump this year is now that my weight cap for the amateur league in the NPC was 175. Uh, pounds, it's jumped to 185, and they actually, after almost 10 years or so of classic physique being out, they just added two more pounds in my weight cap. So I can actually be up to 187 pounds, and I'm uh, I woke up like 178 or 179 today at 11 days out, so I'm a couple pounds up. So really, more so, what have looked like this whole year is adding that two, three pounds of muscle tissue uh, to be bigger and compete with these guys, and really. I, I put a lot of expectations on myself last year. It was like my third, fourth national show. I did really poor at some the amateur Olympia. I got like third call outs. I got last place nearly at the the USA that I won in, in last year. The year before that in 2020 COVID year, uh, I got like 16th and everybody 16th. I was his last. And I came back two years later and won it. Uh, so I had a lot of pressure on myself last year. And this year, yeah. this year, the main thing is I just not putting pressure on myself. I got... I love training. I love training at the gym. Uh, I'm already confident. I'm better than I was. I'm a little bigger. I'm going to be more conditioned. I'm sh- you know, going to be super shredded, and that's my uh, biggest thing I can do. And uh, really, it's to see this year how I how I land on the pro league, how I compete against these pros. A lot of them have been pros for a while. Um, so it's just seeing how I stack up against these guys, and then we'll be able to really gauge from there what do I need to do, what time I need to take off to be competitive. And uh, hopefully, though, that is – this year, and I surprised myself, and I'm highly competitive this year. You know, a couple guys like Adam Santos at the Gym Mesa, mm-hmm. Justin Drapo over here at Phoenix, and shoot, those are like my only guys that, that I've really stayed close to throughout right. all the, you know, I have a couple of buddies from San Diego and California that I grew up with since I was a kid also, like Zane, these guys with perfect snacks. 
But uh, besides that, my immediate close circle of is is pretty small, you know. Yeah. So. So going to, into into prep, like I, you know, obviously we have a school within the Jim Mesa, so the National Personal Training Institute. We teach our students how to, you know, hit muscles and how to grow muscles and what you need to eat in order to do that. But we don't really get into the fine-tuning of what it is to be a bodybuilder or yeah. to compete. So when you go into, like, say you're, you're starting to get ready for a— You're talking about hypertrophy, right? No. no I, <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe you said <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Travis loves that. Oh. To grow the muscle. Yes. Hypertrophy. Yes. Yeah. Hypertrophy. Yes. Oh, that's Travis so taught better. me that about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have one or two pet peeves. That's definitely one of them. <laughs> That's what. But like, say, um, for you, do you have like weaknesses that you're trying to yeah. to fix, like imbalances or anything like that? And what does like a typical week look like for you? Yeah, for, for for your workouts. For sure. I mean, I I think anybody that's in the industry never thinks they're good enough, right? And uh, personally, though, and this is me being analytical about myself. I really don't think I have glaring weaknesses. Um, just like a Chris Bump said, I don't have the biggest arms, uh, but I have good shape to them, and I have enough lats and chest and shoulders and, and legs to make it all balanced like an old school Frank Zane. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very proportionate. Even you know my calves, my forearms. I have muscle almost everywhere because I've always trained everything. I've always been mm-hmm. very particular about training everything. But, yeah, there's still room for improvement. I still need to add some muscle tissue somewhere. So this year I've done a couple splits of um, some double back days where one will be a pulling day, one will be um, a lengthening day of the lats, right? Um, and then um, I would do that for six to eight weeks. Uh, and then I would be doing a split of a double leg day, so a hamstring day, um, a posterior day, and then um, pretty much just a, a quad focus day, and we'll add calves in there too. I specifically, finally, and I dedicate this to my wife, uh, I've been legit training abs three days a week. Um, I it, the most neglected body part of any <laughs> bodybuilder, or I really think uh, most people in general yeah. is abs. If yep. you're training mm-hmm. your arms one day, your chest, your back, your legs, your shoulders, when are you hitting abs, you right? I mean, you're already hitting all these hot hard body parts. So I would always hit abs, but it'd be like once a week, you know. Right. Um, and this year, you know, my wife decided to compete too. And even before that, though, she had abs in off season, and I, mine are not great they're not <laughs> season we'll put it that way yeah uh you can see a little pack there and she always has that i'm like how do you keep your abs there and i go my arms stay lean my legs stay lean well i'm shoving a lot of blood in those areas all year long um so maybe that's why so i'm keeping more blood in my stomach this year and my abs this year and i think my abs have gotten uh just really tight i have better control of them um i always had flat mm-hmm. abs i never had the you know roid or belly you know belly like a lot of right. these guys i right. never had that anyway um uh, but the first thing you look at, you know, when you look at a body, it's that's right in the middle is the abs. So sure. if your abs are off at all, you it's the first thing everybody sees. So that's what Arnold and all those guys would always say. It's like if you don't have a good core, what are you doing? That's where everyone centers and looks at, and then they'll look at every, everything else from there. Um, when I was when yeah. I was bodybuilding, or I shouldn't say bodybuilding, when I was working out in college and stuff, um, I always thought it was funny that Arnold, you know, took photos standing in water because his calves were so small. <laughs> But that was the only thing that, I wanted people to take pictures that's of. That's weird. Was, I haven't heard that one story. you never seen that? Not in the water, though. No. Like so I, so I, I had the, cut off his... I had uh, the Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. I've got that, too. Yeah. And uh, if you look in there, it actually talks... It's him standing in the water because huh. his calves were too small. And they want to show this. I heard the story about him cutting off his sweatpants, right, to uh, to show his calves. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to grow these things. And I, 
You cut off all the sweatpants so they would be seen. I never heard the water one. That's cool. Yeah, That's a cool yeah you can see story. there's pictures of him standing in the water from... Yeah, it's you, pretty funny. Well, and you look at most of these most of these guys in general, and it's like, what's the thing that's lacking usually most on these guys? Oh, these guys got calves, man. Because calves hurt, man. Calves, you know, you you push calves hard enough, you got to do usually higher rep with some decent weight. Yeah. And I mean, I get chills after hard set only on calves because it just burns so bad, and I get down my set, and I'll get a little, I get chills. Yeah. Well, I worked out with you uh, shortly after we we got there. Up, we, yeah. we moved in, and I did a leg day with you. Yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that picture. Either. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'll put it up on the screen. Dude, Beast quads, though, for, I mean, he, oh, yeah. he would, I mean, let's, be, let's be honest. Arnold might suck, I think, as a person. Screw your freedoms, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to accept that at all. But, I mean, the wheels on him uh, for, for back then and being that tall are pretty incredible. So, yeah. as a bodybuilder, I'll give him honor. So, but Yeah, man, I, I worked out with you for maybe yeah. an hour. That was it. And I've worked out almost all my life. That's a leg day. And <laughs> the next two days were terrible. You had me do things that I normally don't do, or you had me do them a little bit differently. Yeah. And calves were one of them. I don't really, really hit calves that often, but I think we did two or three different movements with calves. I don't even think we had a seated calf raise, so we were doing like standing. We're the standing calf raise and yeah. leg, uh, like toe presses, and then off single the leg press. Yeah, then single, yeah, yeah. single leg yeah, calf so, raises. Yeah, because body we, weight. Because we had no equipment in there. On a plate. I love, I love yeah. calf raises. Yeah, so man, hundred percent. I, I have never trained calves like that ever, and I was like, there they are. The next day. It was so painful. Yeah. I have so I was a kicker at football in oh, wow. football. And so I have massive sharp massive calves. They're they sharp. they used to be I, I run a lot now, so they're not as big as they used to be. But uh, that was always my I don't think I just, I've ever checked those out yet at the gym or anything, man. They're they're pretty big. That's because Josh doesn't work out at the gym. Yeah, exactly. I did. Not well, I did the other day. After after class on Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I went it to counts the, up to one. <laughs> That's one day. <laughs> Actually, well, in class I did, um, uh, and then I went to the one at Thunderbird uh, the other day, Monday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. So because you guys are right down the street from there. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, I live like two miles from that gym. You got to so. be going there and training yeah. then. Yeah, you got your membership. So. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, no excuses. Zero. You too, though. Over I know, Travis. What have you been doing, dude? This guy hasn't <laughs> been training at all. Mountainside. <laughs> don't say that. Every once in a while. That's because I don't live close enough to you. Yeah, but you live close to this one, yeah? No. That's tw- I'm 25 minutes. And your you're Sunset ERP. West, yeah. West, yeah. Over by Arrowhead Mall. That's far. Yeah. yeah. All the way to Mesa for that. Yeah, can't. for sure. But we're grateful you guys being there, you know. And that's a really cool part about MPTI um, and being able to host you guys out of there. Um, you know, obviously you guys are always bringing in people, which end up um, being trainers that you guys graduate. And they stick around right. in our gym as, you know, we offer the free rent for trainers. Everyone just has to have a membership. That's such um, an awesome setup. I mean, it's yeah. Well, I think the, the first day I came in and I met you before I was going out of that tour, uh, you'd mentioned you know that there's no rent there. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? That's impossible. Yeah, give me the catch. I'm still waiting. That's impossible. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, so I thought there was going to be one. You're like, no. All we care about is membership. So if you're an independent trainer here, there's no rent all and, day, and mm-hmm. and it just didn't it didn't compute. Because, because no one that does is, that. nobody does that. No yeah. one. Yeah. So I'm like, this would be incredibly awesome to have the school here because not only can we graduate our students, you know, with one of the best educations they can get, but they can immediately go from the Walk door, the door. Of the yeah. classroom right into yeah. the floor at the Gym Mesa with yeah. a thirty dollar overhead of membership. A thirty dollar yeah. a month membership. Yeah, and that's so, nothing. And so many people talk about, well, I'm scared to jump in and start training people. A lot of uh, 
uh, people graduating, they're like, well, I want to go to a box gym first and then feed me clients because I'm so scared to just jump into the, uh, the gym atmosphere and do it. Because, yes, you have to work a little harder to get your own clients and get mm -hmm. yourself out there. Right. But, you know, you land two, three, four, five clients that are consistent compared to working 40 hours a week over at a big box gym. Yeah. Um, you're making the same amount of money. Setting your prices, not taking your $15, $20 cut. You set your rates at, you know, minimum 60 I yeah. would say. Yeah. And you're actually making money. Um, so it's just, it's just special how, um, uh, they can go to, uh, school, you know, at the gym, they can go, they can graduate, um, learn about hypertrophy, uh, gr growing the muscles and why they're in there, talk to people, make, you know, network, make some connections, meet some people, potentially get some clients, shadow some good coaches in there, and then set something up for right when you graduate. Okay. I got one or two clients or, you know, or more would be great and start training people. Uh, and start making some money. So I think uh, the proof's in the pudding there that it goes to show you that we're not just about money. We're our, we care about training. Like, like you said, all of our staff trains. Right. It's what we like to do. Most of us are certified ourselves. I am, Adam is, uh, to be trainers. But, you know, we just run the gym. So we want everyone, yes, to make money. Um, but it to be that atmosphere that's different. You can tell people are not just trying to pull the buck from you, but grow you know, make some money, um, and be immersed in fitness. You know, that's, that's all we like to do. We have our San Diego Pacific beach gym that there's coaches that's been over there. It's 37 years old. Now it used to be world's gym. Um, and I don't want to talk about all the numbers, dude, but they're making well over six figures a year, just yeah. training people, you know, yeah. and that's not even full time. We're talking like they're in there three, four hours a day, a couple clients a day. And they're, you know, they still got other work they do. And they're yeah. like, dude, I'm pulling six figures just from a couple clients a week. Yep. Wow. You know, so people don't understand the, the, the potential in this industry. Not only can you mm -hmm. help people live better lives, not just them, but, but their, their friends and family, because if you're a good trainer, you're going to, you're going to educate them too. Right. But and you can see the passion in, yeah. in trainers, you, right. you, you know, yeah, you, you know, you know, engage trainers. It's because they care. Yep. But I think, you know, usually at the first week of class of a new term, I talk about potential mm. and I'll ask everybody what they think. You know, you can you can make in a year, and, and I hear you know big ranges. I'll hear like fifteen a year. I'm like that's a little low, and then I'll hear <laughs> some bigger numbers. But usually, people don't go to the point to where the, that potential lies. Because yeah. I tell them, you know, not to, to pat myself on my back, but I went through the same program that I now run, and I'll, I'm no, I'm nobody special. I just came out with a really good education, you know, so my foundation was solid, mm -hmm. and I was good at communicating, and I yeah. cared. You have those three, you're good to go. I think yeah. you're exactly right. And I'm, I'm making six figures two years into to me being a coach. I started a 24-hour fitness. I, I got my feet wet. I learned how to teach instead of absorb mm -hmm. because when I went through the program in Portland, you know, six months of absorbing yeah. information. Now I'm teaching. Now I'm, now I'm dealing with people a little bit differently in, in the in the fitness industry. So, yeah. you know, right. and it's learning how to, 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 you know, sales and how to – to, to make sure people are getting to their goals and yeah. making sure that you're there for them in their time of need outside of the gym. If they're like, Hey, I don't know if I should eat this. I really want to eat this. Go ahead. It's all right. Yeah. Moderation, but you're always there as a coach. So still, it's not still a banana. Yeah. Okay. But I think one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is they, they, they think, okay, I've got this client for 30 minutes or, or an hour. Yeah. No, you've got them the whole day. So, you know, always tell them point. as a coach, I'm always here for you, except between these hours, you right. gotta yeah, put yeah. some, you know, that's a good, that's a really good point. But, that's you're you're always there for them. I still do online training with mm -hmm. a lot of my clients that I had up in, in Oregon. And uh, 
if you have any questions, contact me. Yeah. You know, anytime, e- email anytime. I'll answer that whenever yeah. I get around to it. But right. being a coach doesn't mean just you're a coach for that hour and then you kick them out the door. Yeah. So I think but, when the that's what you get that. at the big box gyms. Mm-hmm. That right. is right. exactly that's, what you that's get. That's what you're going to get. Gyms, yeah. Generally, and you might find right. an individual at the big box gyms that does care a little bit more, yep. uh, but they're still under the subject of the box gym, right? right. Uh, you know, where, where it's like, cool, I'm only making 20 bucks here, so I can only, you're only going to care ultimately so much because you got the next person coming in behind them, right? right? So, yeah. But that yep. is true. Most of the time with being a trainer, you got to realize that a lot of times you're, um, um, you're that you're that medium, but you know between people, you're a little bit of a therapist, you know, oh, right. for sure. Um, and I think that's a balance, it, and it takes mm-hmm. cr- it takes a time to craft that balance of okay, I'm still your coach. Um, yes, I'm your friend to an extent too. We're not necessarily hanging out outside of class, um, but it, there there is a balance, and you don't find that until you get in the mix. Right. And you have clients, and you go, and, and you know you develop those relationships because there's still a point also where people are going to eventually going to be the client's going to go, dude, I want to get better, and it's like, well, it's awesome. We've talked for 40 minutes, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. we, there, there still has to be the training part too if you want to get better, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's easy to look around on like in the morning when I come in before class, or even in the afternoon, say around four or five o'clock, just to look out in the gym and see all these amazing trainers. There are so many good trainers there. And it's it's really easy. Like I tell all of our all of our students need two hours of shadowing every term. They have to shadow for two hours, two different people. And I always say, see that guy with the beautiful beard up there front? <laughs> Talking about Adam. Adam, yeah. Adam. I'm yeah. Like, you need Until to he just chopped him. it. You see a thing lately? Yeah, it's yeah. I don't. He lost some power. Yeah, yeah. He lost <laughs> some of his powers. All right, you gotta grow, grow <laughs> da- back down below the neck again. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he will. Yeah. He, he got a lot of shame for it. Yes, so. dude. Yep. As he should. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't say the, the, the guy with the beautiful beard anymore. It doesn't look like the AZ fit beard anymore. No. It just looks like the AZ <laughs> kind of trying kind to Kind of out of shape beard. You know, yeah, it, you know, it doesn't look Spartan. <laughs> you know, he looked right. Spartan before. Yeah, I was going to listen to this. Yeah. Uh, but, no, he's, he's, a, he's one of the best trainers I've ever seen. And I tell everybody, watch him when he's out there with his clients. You're never going to see a – not never – it's hard to find a trainer that gives that much attention to yeah. his clients to the point where legit cares. Legit cares. Yeah. I've walked by him before to say hi, and if and I, I don't yeah. I don't bug him anymore. But if we make eye contact, a little fist bump. But I'm like, yeah. he's so focused yeah. with his client, and that's that's what it is to be a coach. He is. He's never once been on his phone. He's just oh no th- that that hour is yeah. their hour, and yeah. he's gonna give a hundred percent. And that's how a lot of coaches inside of the Jim Mesa are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've, sorry, yeah, and I've always said that about Adam. But Adam has trained since he was nineteen, training clients at like a LA Fitness. Wow. Um, and then got his kinesiology degree. Still did stuff with Pima Medical Institute, and was always training clients too. Um, and that's just that. And Adam has went through a, a realm of injuries. We, you know, we were crazy young teenagers pulling stupid weight. Uh, I was always a little more reserved because I knew long term I wanted to compete, and I couldn't break my back. You know, right? Um, and he just was balls to the wall. Uh, so through these injuries and the actually knowledge he's got from the book and learning, uh, he's really had to craft different exercises and create really unique ways to stimulate the muscle that are outside of the realm or necessarily in the book. So he's literally created like exercises or made variations that he can now use for you, 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 whoever, um, from him loving training and having to do wow. it himself too. So. And to be, I, I think Adam's one of the best in our gym. I, I, I absolutely, hundred percent agree. That's what Travis has said several yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, 
it's so apparent. I mean, in a, in a testament to him to be training as long as he has and still to have that laser focus because a lot of trainers get lazy. Yeah. You know, after a while, they're just. It's his character, I think, too. Yeah, you know? more likely. But, yeah, there's some, some awesome coaches there. Um, I know a ton of our students have shadowed uh, Adam. Some of them have shadowed uh, your wife as well, Carly. Yeah, Carly. <laughs> I yeah. think she's the best female trainer. Of, of course, I'm a little partial to it. Right. <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> but I think you're right. Yeah. 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 She's like an Adam where she pays you know attention. Right now, she's three whatever weeks out from her show. So mm. she's going to cut that off, I think, at two weeks out and, yeah. and not training more clients because she's the same thing. Locked in, pays attention to you. Shoot, I come up and try to give her a kiss when I'm leaving the gym. She's with a client. I barely get it. <laughs> I told her, I go, next time you're training a client, if you're doing that, I'm just going to say, see ya. Because she's just always like, like damn i'm not your client dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. training me so uh, so how did you get involved with the gym yeah how did how did that all happen yeah i mean i'll try to i'll try to shorten it up for you <laughs> listeners but it, it's super cool story and reasons why i believe in god man uh but was in a bodybuilding right uh was working out here at starbucks till i was 21 did shows felt like i needed to change new uh some friends from San Diego all my life. Uh, they were blowing up their perfect, perfect food bar business. Uh, but wasn't wasn't a, offered a job or anything. So I actually transferred to a Starbucks that was opening up in La Jolla off of Torrey Pines. Um, made a call, and I just said, God, open the door for me. Uh, if you want me to go out, I pay no rent right now at home with my dad. My life is good. I make money. So I really don't need to go anywhere. But I want to train at that world's gym uh, in Pacific Beach is really why I wanted to go, and I wanted to specifically train there for bodybuilding. I knew there was a lot of coaches, and it was just a great gym. So that was my intention, and, you know, I made one call, and I'm closing up at my Starbucks on Greenfield McKellops, and I get a voicemail, and it was a guy that owned the place, and it was uh, uh, like some Oriental dude, and he calls me, and he's just like, hey, you start, uh, you've already worked for Starbucks three years. Uh, you can start on uh, this date. Uh, expect you out. And I was like, okay. So I called him back, and I Literally packed everything in my car, went out two weeks later, started working, uh, went to the gym over there, which is now um, TG the gym. It rebranded in like 2017, 2018, uh, met a couple different coaches, you know, was was training with some actual good coaches that really taught me and really got me into bodybuilding, won a couple local shows out there. Um, and then, I mean, long story short, I was uh, I got wrapped up with Perfect Bar the refrigerated protein bar and started selling them all the way across the nation now, all the different uh, hmm. Costco's Hawaii everywhere. Um, and then I would travel back to Arizona, my, you know, my, my home place a lot. And Adam, uh, at the gym, you know, at the gym Mesa, uh, worked at, um, would, would demo with Cellucor and Carly, my wife worked at a one-stop nutrition and, uh, me and Adam went to the Mr. Olympia. Uh, we posted a shot together, hit, hitting a bicep. Uh, and she goes, Hey, who's your, she was at the, he was demoing at the, her one stop and goes, Hey, who's your, um, who's your friend? He goes, it's like one of my best friends I grew up with, uh, Elias. And then he told me, he goes, Hey, this girl reminds me of you so much. You guys should meet. I go I live in San Diego. I got a great job, great gym. I'm not leaving. Uh, why would I ever do that? Anyway, go on a couple dates with her. We went to right to Starbucks and LA fitness. <laughs> um, and worked out. You knew it was meant to be. Uh, right. <laughs> it, it, well, and then I, and then I, I just felt, uh, you know, we we hung out for like five days uh, straight before I headed back to uh, San Diego. And when I left, I never really was a person with a lot of anxiety. I was always pretty day to day, very even keeled person. 
Um, and I, you know, I felt weird when I was leaving the girl. I left her some flowers. She like tossed them in the back at one stop. Uh, text me later. She goes, never gotten flowers before. Didn't know what to do, so I just threw them down. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I thought you didn't like me, but I had a little, little anxiousness when I was leaving. I was like, I feel like I need to get to know this girl. Um, and yeah, long story short, uh, my my uh, friends with Perfect Bar, they I said, hey, I'm moving. Obviously, I don't need a job. They blessed me and uh, actually gave me a promotion to move back to Phoenix, where I was the regional manager for no longer Southern Pacific, but for Arizona and uh, Vegas. So I had a lot of work on my hands. Moved back out uh, to Arizona because Carly was just homesick from, uh, she was just homesick. She was really close with her family. And I said, hey, the same way, God, you brought me out here to San Diego, I'm not even calling to look for a house. Carly, you call. And if a door opens up for us, then I'll, I'll walk through it with you. She makes one call, and it's like 1200 bucks for a place out here. And we're they're like, you have to move in next week, though. The good old days. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, so, so we went out there to bring it all back to the gym. Um, so I'm working out here. It's COVID now. Uh, got laid off. I was in grocery. Um, had a nice severance check. So I was just just bought a home in Santan Valley. And uh, they moved the USA's, which is where I went pro out in Vegas last year, to Arizona because it was a little more open in December. And I was the most out of shape I've ever been because the gyms were shut down. I could not be – I was not motivated off of yoga YouTube um, or, or at-home <laughs> workouts. I just couldn't do it. I need, I need to be – once I get to the gym, even if I don't necessarily feel like training, once you get into it, you, you can go. You know, yeah. so, so I always tell people, I'm like, even if it takes you to step foot in the gym first before you get going, that's the biggest thing sometimes is open up the door yep. and yep. get inside of it. Um, but uh, where was I with it? Where was I on my story? You weren't able to work out at home and COVID yeah, and COVID, all that stuff. Yeah, and during COVID. So, uh, so I did the show in uh, uh, here at the Arizona Grand uh, 2020 USA's. Blitzed myself for like 12 weeks. I was drinking the Rocks Terry Mana tequila before this. And, you know, COVID, laid off, new tequila. It was great. Uh, so, and I was pretty out of shape, my worst ever. So I started cranking it first show. It was really just a goal. Got smoked. Got like third call outs. Got like 14th, 15th in open bodybuilding. Um, and Steven Kruckenberg, uh, which I knew from San Diego, we were in like a men's group together, a Bible study group out of the world's gym, which is TG the Gym San Diego now. Uh, and he goes, dude, we're coming out, uh, me and the CEO, to look for gyms in uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. He goes, we'll probably be out here in a month or two. And I go, wow, dude, you better let me know. Um, you know, I know the demographics out here. Let me know when you come out. I want to take you guys around. Um, and he goes, yeah, for sure. So soon, uh, sure enough, come March 2021, he's like, we're flying out. And he came out with Ernie Watts, who's my main partner at all the gyms, and really the guy that's taught me everything about gym business and uh uh, just a uh, lot of stuff, man. I, I really look up to Ernie, but um, and then Stephen too. And and Stephen came out and our CEO George Jackson. Um, so I met them all at a Thai place down in Stapley in the '60. And I was like, I'm not eating this Thai food. <laughs> and we we went back and we looked at uh, the first gym that I ever signed up at, the, which was the Powerhouse Gym on Wrecker and Brown. Oh wow! That I saw flip and go um, in and out over and over. And I go, guys, I've seen this gym turn into four or five different gyms. It's actually the first gym I signed up at as a kid. Uh, I go, we, we, there's not enough people here. We can't go here. Right. I looked at uh, LA Fitness um, on Val Vista and um, Val Vista and close to Warner, between Warner over there, mm-hmm. right by that Safeway. And uh, 
it always was stinky in there. I never really liked it. The lighting wasn't good. It wasn't that bad of a gym, but I was just like, I don't feel this place, guys. Now, were these places for sale or were just just you were uh, just looking for uh, both? So they were they were gyms that were um, either leased, and mm. one of them, which was the Gym Mesa, was an option to buy. Mm. And a lot of these were um, still month to month deals. Um, that Wrecker and Brown one, I think, was still a gym open. It was going month to month, and then the LA Fitness was um, closing down anyway. Um, and we went to the busted up huge building, Gilbert and Southern, our third stop, and it had some equipment in there. It was mostly cardio pieces and stuff. And to me, it looked like a busted old, you know, the QT was about to open next door, which was brand new and nice, mm-hmm. but everything was blocked. You know, you couldn't really even see the gym still. Mm-hmm. It's still right. kind of blocked in the corner, but so is Pacific Beach, the Pacific oh, yeah. Beach TG, which kills it. And they, I mean, are they, they rake in money, but it's because the same thing. They care. They greet people mm-hmm. because they're 60 years old and they stand up all day behind the counter and still greet you like it's a first day. So there's a reason why they crush it, you know, but it's still a hole in the wall spot and it's hard to get to. Just so it was a similar vibe when we went to the uh, Gilbert and Baseline location, uh, Gilbert and Southern location, where I was like, hard to kind of access the place, big gym, and uh, I just thought it looked kind of dumpy. And from these owners' eyes, the CEO's eyes, and that's ran gyms all of his life, and Ernie, they're like, dude, just this front desk counter, this is $35,000. These locker rooms, there's a million dollars in these locker rooms, the wood. Like they were able to recognize the value that was still there, it just Mm. needed to clean up, you know. Um, and the difference was with that location, they could buy it. It was listed for, you know, millions, almost 10 million. And during COVID, no one was buying. Right. It was, uh, uh, LA fitness originally built out, turned over into two or three different gyms. Uh, and it was available to buy for like a third of the price to own. We manage it. You know, we just pay our mortgage and went over the details with it. And within like, shoot next month, we closed it. And George, our CEO looked at Steven and goes, what's, what's wrong with that guy? which was me, they're like, we need someone to run this gym out here. And then he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. And they and, it, and they brought me on. So And, I, and I've been pretty much running Mesa ever since. So That's awesome. So, so that's how it started. So that's the, the real story how it started. And like I said, that's why I have faith about full circle things because if I wanted to move to San Diego and done the training, you know, if I wanted to came back to Arizona and just, you know, let my wife kind of pull me back over if I would have fought <laughs> all these things. Mm-hmm. The Jim Mesa more than likely would not have been here. Yeah. You know, or maybe not have sustained. Right. You know. Well, the littlest things <clears throat> in, uh, you know, throughout your lives can change the complete trajectory of your life. Like, I, I've told the story to to everybody, you know, in, in classes. I, I never intended to be in this industry. Never intended. I was working for Coca-Cola. I was trying to move up the corporate ladder. Yeah. You know, the things that like I, thought you, people. I thought you were supposed to do. Yeah. You know, so go out and get a degree so I can move up and, and all that. And even though I hated my job, yeah. I hated it. But I'm like, this is what I have to do, I guess. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was working out at LA Fitness in, in Portland, Oregon, this trainer walked up behind me and spotted me. I was just doing overhead dumbbell presses. The funny thing is, is that I had it. I know I had it. <laughs> the, the weights were still going up. But the guy came over and spotted me. And I'm like, all right. So I put the weights down. One of, and one of those guys. And I'm like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And then the words came out of my mouth. I'm like, hey, man, how do you like being a personal trainer? Because at that point, I wanted to, I wanted to, to change careers. Change. I hated it. I was tired of, re, uh, you know, waking up on Sunday morning going, man, tomorrow's Monday. It's just that same cycle. Week, week, uh, every week is the same thing. 
Like, sure. You know, my, my favorite time was when I got off of work on Friday and Saturday, and then Sundays I was like, man, tomorrow is work. Felt the pressure coming back. Yeah. So the, the dude's like, I love it. Let me get you a number, a name and a number. Before I could even go, what? He was walking towards the front desk. He comes back with a sticky note with a, with a name and a number on it. It's to the mm-hmm. director at the uh, National Personal Training Institute of Portland. And he's like, I just graduated from the school. If you're thinking about becoming a trainer, you have to go here. I'm like, okay, cool. Have, have a good one, man. <laughs> so I got this number, put it already, in my pocket. Already going to show you that people, these people care. Yeah, too, for sure. I mean? So he, he obviously had a great experience. And, and so I, I called that number. I talked to my wife. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing something weird. You know, I want to do something I actually love. Your wife's built, though. Wasn't she already yeah. built before that? Uh, no, not oh, okay. at that time. No, she's oh, okay. working out, but not like she is yeah. now. No, nope. Uh, so yeah, we, we set up a tour and went there, um, five minutes into the tour. I'm like, I'm signing up for the school mm-hmm. and then the rest is history just because so cool. that trainer walked up and spotted me. So, but I'm like, so spotting guys are okay. Normally I'm just like, I ain't saying nothing to I'm anybody like, unless I need my help. That's right. always kind of how I've been just in the background, but, yeah. uh, but it's crazy. so, it's so random. Yeah. It's yeah. such a random moment that, that changed everything. And just a little bit of a person caring, showing that yeah. they care a little bit. Yeah. And that's. That's sometimes all it is, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, awesome. I mean, uh, what a, we wouldn't be here now, man, doing this. Which not is, at all. Which right. Is, which well, is terrific. I thought you'd be, like, yeah. you know, just a gun guy for True Shot or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> My favorite hat. <laughs> exactly. No, but it, it is it is crazy how things can happen like that. Um, now, going from being a coach after getting out, being successful doing that, and then and then now running a, a, a school that I went to down in Arizona, trying to provide the same education and have, you know, the, the, the students and graduates have the same success that, that I've and so many other graduates have had. Yeah. It's, it's so rewarding. I've never yeah, thought sure. I would be in such a rewarding industry or in a, re, a rewarding position to, to be able to help people. So it's just all these, all these networks and, and relationships that, that we built with, with yeah. people within the Valley, um, you know, helping them gain employment helping them become independents it's it's just so damn rewarding yeah. so yeah. yeah and pretty much that sums it up with me too never thought i'd exact i've always stayed true to my bodybuilding and the things that i really was passionate about even though i was working full-time i was in grocery too you know yeah uh you know climbing up that that same type of ladder but i stuck to my guns with kept, i kept training i kept doing the shows uh didn't really understand what i was still doing for a decade being in grocery <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, 30 years old, we had this breakthrough and it just came in a really special way. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you have something special going on there at the gym. It's, it's amazing. I, I, I appreciate it. Guys. If, if I was an independent still, there's no other place I would work. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah. Number one, I mean, there's a few reasons. Number one is the overhead thing. It's like, it's a no brainer. You want to go pay mm-hmm. a grand? You want to pay 30 <laughs> bucks for your membership and go bring your clients in. Right. It's yeah. a no brainer. And the atmosphere is amazing, as we've already talked about. It's it's welcoming. Uh, you guys bring in new equipment pretty frequently, but in the beginning, it was every week I'd come in. I'm like, "What is that? We had what a facilitated forty five square foot gym. <laughs> I know there was nothing uh, in yeah. there, you know. But we, you we, did have some some machinery that from the previous um, we did that was I think was it purple? Like there was a lot of purple stuff in there. It was all, getting, It was a uh, Planet uh, Fitness uh, stuff or something. It was Planet Fitness vibe, but it was actually uh, uh what is it? The Evo Fit Fitness? What was it? Hmm. Um. Is that other purple and lime green one out here? Oh, it's, mm, I think oh, it's yeah. Fitness 1440? No, it wasn't 1440. Mm. But anyway, um, all, all, all purple and green. But they did have really a couple of really good pieces. They had, yeah. a, they had all the leverage Natalist pieces, the leverage mm. ones that are yep. still in there that are super sweet. Those are some, nice. Some of my favorite pieces still in there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but we inherited all of it. We had to buy it all. Yeah. Um, 
And then we just needed, you know, we bought that Penske truck from San Diego going, you know, up the hill 30 miles per hour full of this, semi, <laughs> oh, wow. this Penske semi full of hammer strength equipment, full of plates, full of those those Avanco dumbbells. Yeah. Um, and that was in, you know, we opened in April and that was July, August, September, something around there that first year. And we unloaded all that. Then I was like, I felt confident. I was like, okay, we can get members in this place. We have a full gym. I can do my bo- – I went pro out of there, guys, with less equipment that's in there now. Yeah. So yeah. – what um so you guys have resurfaced the pool and filled it yeah where are we at on on that as yeah, the far story as... <laughs> we've had a two-year pool um progression right um and i mean the name of the game was in the beginning was because the it was vacant there was like a property manager that would clean the pool and do all that every day but i guess with maricopa county which is the hardest mm-hmm. uh, to get around with things um, if you don't have a live permit within the year, you have to start from scratch with whatever the standards are of that oh, calendar wow. year. So we were uh, 2021 going in there. The last permit was 2019. They wouldn't give us even a variance for a step being two inches off. Oh. So like the steps to go down in the mm-hmm. pool, we needed like a third one. And it, they all needed to be whatever. They were six inches. They were supposed to be like four and a half. Oh, wow. Um, so there was just thing after thing we had to fix on it. But long story short, Everything set, pumps, the water's clean, the jacuzzi's clean, everything's ready to swim in right now. And we're still waiting for the date for Maricopa County to pick a oh. date to come pass us. So all they have to do is come inspect, give us the clearance to open it up so they don't give us a cease and desist for opening beforehand. Um, and then we can we can run it. So and wow. um, I have not gotten an email back on a hard date that they're coming out yet. Um, and this was, uh, I think we filed for it for them to come out in the uh, uh, end of August. So wow. Here we're here September twelfth, so and I still haven't got to say response. just bring in a bunch of concrete and fill it in and do what you did with the back room. Just start well, putting equipment in there. Well we, well, we thought that. <laughs> we did. We we thought that at the beginning and we added it up and we were still gonna spend like twenty thousand dollars in concrete. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know I mean. So I was like, you know what, should we just wait to open this thing up and or spend twenty, twenty five thousand dollars and fill it up with a bunch of concrete? <laughs> Could have made it a skate park. Exactly. <laughs> but no, the, the I think the pool would be really nice. We actually have a girl yep. from uh, Fiji. Uh, she sells a autistic swim lesson uh, internationally um, for kiddos, um, and she has a couple pools in San Diego that just rip. They're 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 super popular, and it's not just uh, autistic swim lessons. That's just a program she has that's internationally blown up. Uh, but she's going to be running. There's an office back there that we created for her. There's going to be check-ins there at TG Mesa. There's going to be uh, a family barcode system where um, if you just want to have family use a pool, we'll have a barcode for that. And then uh, it enables all the uh, parents to get, because the parents have to stay there while their kids are there. Right. So it enables their kids to have a discount, or the, uh, the adults, the parents have a discounted price on a membership. And when they get the family pool membership, they can always, everybody can try out the gym one time and then uh, jump to the, workout uh, membership option that we still need to get the prices exactly down on, but everyone's going to be able to work out and during that 30 minute slot, the other kids are there. So, and then it's going to be open to public and members during all the other time. So hopefully no later than October 1st, that damn thing is open. So. It might still be warm then, so yeah. people might still want to use it. And it's heated, guys. It's gonna <laughs> oh, be it is. Heated pool. Oh, we, got it. We, nice. got, we got two brand new heaters in there. It's yeah. all brand new. So oh, That's I'm awesome. Because mm-hmm. I know a couple of triathletes that are close by and they you're like oh the gym doesn't have a pool yeah because i can't we're they, about they to, go there we're and about swim to have and... one of the best lap pools around over there nice that's what we're about to have yeah so we well, just, some of the best equipment too we just got to get it open and i mean yeah. it's good for us bodybuilders too and the people yeah. that are competing because like right now at 11 days out 
when my joints are drier, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, you're taking this dandelion root to suck out naturally some water before you get to this stage, you're just the impact sucks, you know. So right. I would love to do some more swimming and uh, towards the end of my preps for cardio and just do some laps. And yeah. I was I was water birth too, guys. I was born in oh yeah. San Bernardino, Yucaipa in, oh, San, yeah. in California, yeah. in, in the water, which was illegal. You have to have a witness. Wow, so that wow. proved that I was really born. That's crazy, man. How do how do babies instantly know how to swim like that? Well, I don't think I instantly knew how to swim. I just didn't no? take a breath yet, so I just flew out of there, and I was still sleeping. Huh? Right. Yeah. Because I've seen it before. Babies come mm-hmm. out, and I'm like, how does it know? And and how how is it that you know a four or five year old needs swim lessons? Yeah, in Tennessee, I knew a midwife that she still did that. Yeah, we were with hmm. we we're all all my family, my two brothers and sisters. We we're all with uh, with uh, midwives now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But California it was illegal during the '90s to do that, and you had really? to have at least like a witness. So we had our their neighbor come over and make sure I was actually born uh. and had to go to the court to be. So I was I was illegal in American, illegal yeah. American. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Didn't know it's that it weird. was illegal in yeah. in the '90s like that. Yeah. That's cool, man. Just in California. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, yeah. California. <laughs> so yeah, uh, with with um, with the equipment that you have there, are you still bringing more in, or you've just about tapped out? Yeah, and the thing is about uh, TG in general, and I, yeah. and this is the rule of thumb that I and why I'm so grateful I lived out there in San Diego and trained at the uh, World's Gym. Now TG, the original TG, was they never stopped. So they started at like ten thousand square feet. They're big now, close to around Mesa, around forty. So they kept expanding with the building size that they had there. And still to this day, they'll rotate out equipment. Um, or, for instance, our pec decks, our hoist pec decks, our matrix, excuse me, pec decks. Um, they go up to whatever, 220. They're nice. They got big handles on there. But I would like to get a smaller handled one that's more heavy duty. That's just heavier for these heavier, more heavy duty guys. So we'll either end up swapping that out or just getting another one. We're never going to stop getting equipment. As money comes in, we're going to rotate this piece that I'm either finished with, sell it, replace it with something else, or keep it and add on. Um, so that'll that'll be a never-ending venture at the gym. We'll always be updating till the day we die. Yeah. You guys have got some pretty unique stuff there mm-hmm. As when it, concerning, like, the difference between, say, a box gym. Like, you're not going to find a box gym with a reverse hyper. That's probably one of my favorite pieces of equipment in in the in the gym mesa. We what? We got basically two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the belt loaded squats. Dude, those things are solid. The best this ones. Solid. Well, in the box gyms, that's what they do. The EOSs yeah. that are, you know, everywhere out here right now, it's pretty much a mimic gym. Blueprint, here's your blueprint, make it up, mm-hmm. stays that way the next 20 years. Right. I mean, maybe a decade down the road they'll update it. Yeah. Repaint it, refurbish it, whatever. We're constantly going to be changing because we buy it with our money that comes in here amongst the owners, and we decide where that money goes to. And how do you make your gym better? Get more equipment for the people to use. Yeah, you know I mean that's what that's what makes you set, stand apart. Yeah, right? that that and it's awesome for our students. I mean, the, the the gym is our classroom, you know, and and having all that equipment to our disposal is you couldn't ask for a better scenario. And I'm sure you guys have talked about that, but it's differences with MBTI and why I think. And when I do my walk-arounds, that's how I pitch it to people. I go, and they're like, oh, what is this? Where they teach? And I go, it's National Personal Training Institute. And I go, and the main difference is, if you're like me, I took, I just got certified from the book. So, you know, I studied, did the online test, and guess what? Luckily, I could close it when I wanted to and clock back in when I wanted to because I have I, my attention span is not great for that stuff. Mm-hmm. I go, but what I am great at is doing that for two or three hours. And then actually what you guys do, go on the floor and performing those exercises yeah. – actually hitting those new learnings and you get woken up while you're doing it. You actually understand the movement and it's mm-hmm. not just, okay, I read the book, 
you bend at a 90 degree cut. No, now I'm doing it. I know how it feels and I can better teach people. And that's part of the reason why we guys, we like you guys in there because you're sending out trainers that are not just coming in with another uh, bubble sheet check mark book right. off online. Mm-hmm. They've actually practiced the stuff. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And that gives you more confidence too. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, if if you if you just read it you're not you're not applying it if you're just reading it but if you read it then you apply it then it sticks now you know what you're doing and the confidence yeah. is you know confidence is everything as as a coach I think it's the main thing with these with with, with the guys getting in there is there's the confidence is where okay I'm graduated now uh, do I need to go to the box gym to get yeah. you know learning first which is okay if you do some people yep. do you know but right. the better thing to do is you know a month out from graduating start you know getting some Blow up your social media a little more. Hey guys, accepting clients uh, this date, you know, and, and and start to execute a game plan. So you got a couple clients right away, and then if you do need to go get a part time job over there, do it and get some more learnings from it. But if you're if you're a little disciplined and you have some work ethic, you can set yourself up right out of MPTI to mm-hmm. have a couple clients to make a living, uh, and then just you got to work your ass off and keep building that up. But at least you're not you don't got necessarily a boss overhead. You are your own boss, and you got to be self-motivated and you can make some money so. nothing yeah. better than being your own boss <laughs> nothing better it, it, i think except you got to be motivated and stay that way you that's know? that's the thing not everybody has that kind of motivation or that that grind it's hard right. instilled in them some people have to learn to do that but to, to be an independent you have to do that and yeah, we try sure. to 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 teach our students how to to be successful as an independent the steps they need to take to do that okay some people um you know they're their own their own enemy, yeah. their own worst enemy, and I they just most, can't. I think most people are. can't take that first step, but that's what it takes is that first step, and yeah. then those steps become easier, you know. But so you do the shadowing at the gym, yeah. shadow some good, good, good coaches, mm-hmm. and actually listen to what they're saying and their their cues and what they're doing. Um, and the the best way to get better at anything is go do it yourself. Exactly, go train your own self. Right. Figure figure out how it feels for you to do the exercises, and then you know you can add that to your client as you're training them with the knowledge from the book that you got too. Yeah. you know the best thing is is train your family and friends because they're the hardest to train <laughs> <laughs> they, they already don't want to listen that to is true. Right. yeah they'll already talk true. back right yeah so. my wife said hey why don't you make me a program so i'll make her a program she doesn't do it yeah or doesn't do it <laughs> the way that i had it laid out to do I, I there's said, no do, skin in it too right so. i said do 20 reps you did eight at max strength like 100 percent of your max well probably not eight but yeah. That's not what I had. There's a reason why there's more reps. There's a science right. behind this. You're either going to do it or you're not. I'm not going to keep oh. doing this if you're not going to follow it. But that's like you can relate to that because I think yep. your wife asked you to train her too. And <laughs> does not really work. I think no. It's wise. like it's you like know? yeah. It's hard. The only time me and Carly fight is when we're like training together. Yeah. It's like we both know how to train. We both yeah. know how to train good. And right. when we trained together, the only time was my last YouTube we put up. I saw that. I was watching that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> so it's six weeks out, and I think I said something there. I go, you Dude. did. You, you're like at home. We're we're great when we're training together. This is when we fight. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the first workout, and it was probably because it was filmed, and we're both a little fatigued, you know, from yeah. from prepping. That uh, we didn't just split during the workout. <laughs> Normally, we'd be like a couple exercises in. I'll be saying something. She's like. Bye. I'm finishing by myself. And I'm like, good. See ya. <laughs> so it's like uh, teaching my wife out of golf years ago, like oh, well over a decade ago, probably 15 years. Like, hey, let's go golf. So we go out and golf, get her some golf clubs. I don't think we went again after that. <laughs> it's, it's also just husband and wife thing. Yeah. Maybe it's my pride. I need to lower and be, be a little better. At that. Could be. Just, just let her coach me through the workout and be like, hey, you win, babe. Yeah. So. 
So what's, what's coming up for the gym? I know there's uh, some things coming up down the, the pipe. Is it something about a recovery room? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, so obviously I'm part owner of the gym. I have a CEO that he, he has the most hierarchy at the gym, right, with, with all the negotiations, with all mm-hmm. that, with build-outs, putting the extra money aside towards that. So what I know of is that in the uh, we have that kids' room area there, and we do have um, a therapy at uh, some of our other gyms called TG Wellness, uh, where there's infrared saunas, um, cold plunge, which we probably won't do, um, mm. just yet. Yeah. Well, the the reason why is there's a kind of like a a Cairo. Uh, what is it called? The the uh, the cold stand-in ones. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, cryotherapy. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So Cairo, Cairo, cryotherapy. So there's a version of that that can be a little less cold that's still just as effective. Um, so we're thinking about creating a little cell like that instead, so it's dry, it's not wet. Because that's what we've seen at the other gyms. It's super messy. It's one person at a time for the cold plunge. Yep. And someone can, like, you got to have someone staff for that almost all to the time. To clean it. Exactly. And to make sure people aren't slipping when they come in next. So, right. So at least other people are working out some kinks for us. So potentially this new Cairo type of thing, I, I can't talk about it too much because it's kind of be kind of semi-invented from George. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a recovery center. But we do have um, a member. She's a doctor of ours. Uh, coming into TG Wellness in the old SD Botox room, um, and she does everything. She does, you know, she's going to do TRT, uh, the peptides, the hormone uh, therapy, and even more so, she does PRP therapy. Um, she does stem cells. Um, she does everything, and she's going to be in there. I think her first month um, she's bringing her practice over is um, November 1st, so okay. another month and a half out, and she'll be in there, and she's going to have the works in there for her. So, That's gonna be awesome. And she's already kind of like, she's a workout girl. She's done shows before, so she gets the industry. Yeah. Um. She's pretty hardcore girl. Uh. Which which I like a little little more serious person. Um. And it should go really well. So um. So a couple good things coming up as far as that goes. Besides the main thing, which will always be just the training and the uh, equipment and all that. But we still want to be able to take care of our people and keep them healthy. Yeah. Looking forward out. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Travis wants me to do a cold plunge and yeah. just haven't done it yet. Yeah, so. you need to. Well, they just got this new cold plunge one right here that looks pretty sweet. The wifey just sent it to me. And it's, uh, you know, these cold plunges are like thousands of bucks. It can you know, be. For, for these ones. Well, Joey and just uses a freezer, right? It's a $300 freezer. So, so, <laughs> so they have that freezer at uh, at Costco, and I do have one of those. Yeah. But it's like with the electrical and keeping on, it trips me out. It just trips me out that you can mm-hmm. fill it up with water and. It would be fine. I, I cleaned it out and yeah. I'd use it for that. And then I'm like, started prepping. I'm like, I'm throwing all my fish in there again. Yeah. Just but, when you get ready to get in, just unplug it. Look at this. Huh? That, and that's what I thought too. So check out this one. This one's. Oh, yeah. The wifey just sent me 119 bucks. Yeah. It's got a little. Fan. Oh, wow. 119 bucks. Wait, no that. ice? No, no. You put ice in there, but it doesn't, oh. it doesn't have a cooler. Oh, yeah. okay. It, or, well, that's. Uh, it doesn't have the. That's not bad. It keeps it clean. You got to hand clean it. But 119 bucks right in the backyard. I think I'm going to get it. It doesn't have a cooler? Um, it doesn't look like it has a... Because uh, that's what I thought was great about the freezer idea was like, yeah. you don't have to re-put more ice in it all the time. You just close it and let it freeze a little yeah. bit. And <laughs> that is a good point because this one is not a self-cooler. You have to have ice for it. Yeah, yeah and you'd have to have an ice machine next to it to like... just For 119 bucks, that thing doesn't have a... It's no, not, no, not, not at all. No, you're, you're it's just... It's just of ice. It's just the bucket. But then you, I mean, otherwise you'll probably rack up your money in the bucket or buying bags of ice all your life too. Oh yeah, yeah that would be a, not only the money, just a, the pain of. 
That's true. So I still have my freezer out there. Man, maybe I'll just fill it up. It's already clean. I like donned it. I cleaned it out really good. Just un- just unplug it before you get in. Yeah, and then you can gauge it. It's got the temperature control. Um, but I always do that. So next week anyway, I start my cold plunges anyway for um, just inflammation and all that. Yep. Mm-hmm. To get my legs completely healed, you take about a week off from legs. So I'll finally be able to see how my legs look not completely blasted. I've done seven days a week cardio for 10 weeks, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the cold plunges do help that significantly, just remove, you know, that inflammation that's junk. So we got to time cool. anatomy better with you. Like we gotta we gotta do quads and hamstrings right when you're you're picking yeah, well, for a show. I, I don't think you can see it on here, man, but they're they're there now. I don't want to mess anything up here. Can you even see them on the video here? Yep. You see those trunkers? A little wow, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yep. See, that's what I was hoping when you came in as our quad <laughs> model, because. Uh, bring me bring it, me back in the next couple of days because they're if, yeah even if you're not doing quads you gonna be there tomorrow yeah I'll be there uh I'm not gonna be there till later though okay I'll, I'll probably come in like ten oh that's fine yeah yeah because I know you were saying that you didn't feel like you were in the best shape when you came in to be your quad model a few weeks ago <laughs> so we can redo that because I know there there's a phase of of uh, coming down like I was in bulk right I was at two hundred five yeah one seventy nine whatever now and there's always a phase through through all prep where you're like. I don't want to say exactly skinny fat, but where you're, you know, you're so you're getting depleted and you're pulling, you're doing the cardio where you're just your muscles, not your skin's just not straight tight yet. It's like that in between. Mm-hmm. And there's like three week period. If you will look on my YouTube, this is how, you know, I did the back workout it was my last workout with hair. And I said something about it. I'm like, it's, and that was that in between look to where yeah. I was getting lean. I don't personally, I don't think I look great. I was still soft. And then, like, two weeks later for our leg video, I'm like, okay, he's lean now. But there's always that window of time where you're just like, man, I look like shit right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your shit is, like, my best I could ever be. So. Yeah. But it's, it's, I do enjoy that when we're going over, um, especially legs. And I, if I see you out there, I'm like, all right, here's my quad model. Well, you should still grab me tomorrow because, <laughs> because they're, yeah. they're nice and juicy That's, now. So, so I'll, awesome. I'll tell them all. I'm like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a quad model. And nobody knows who I'm going to get the first time. I never say who it is. Yeah. And I bring you in. I'm like, all right, here are the quads. We just went over the quads this morning. Here they are. <laughs> How much different does it look now? Because they yeah. look a hell of a lot different. But, yeah. yeah, much yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was only just a few weeks ago. Maybe, I think we did quads maybe five, six weeks ago. Yeah, which is yeah, about right. Because that would have put me at seven, eight weeks out, yeah. which is. That's a big difference in, in, in that amount of time, man. But that's how it goes. When Once you're kind of lean. Yeah then you have really noticeable results because every inch leaner from there, not necessarily inch, but everything you lose from there is just even more crazy, right? So that's why the last couple of weeks when you're already lean and people are, you know, coming down that last little bit, you're like, wow, you look crazy. You look different every single day. You look more crispy every day because you literally are and you can see it because you're already, yeah. already in that lean mode, you know? Mm. Yep. What is that like? Yeah. I might have to find <laughs> out before it's too late. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to take it seriously when I'm in 70s instead of doing it now when Hey, they yeah. have all these master shows now where they just did the Nationals Masters. I mean, there was Masters guys competing up to 70, 75 years old. How old do you have to be to qualify for Masters? 35 is where oh, it starts. Oh, wow. And that was one of my actually big goals. I'm 32. That's too And young. I really wanted to get my pro Master card. at 35? Yeah, 35. It should be like 50. I, I Well, I think it should be like 45. Yeah, I think 45. better. I think 45 is 35 is still 45 young. would be. I think 45 is the start of Masters personally for me. Uh, 35 though, it's like, 
you, you can be in your prime years at 35. Like me, oh, yeah, I'm 32, sure. right? So by the time I get 35, I mean, I better be at the Olympia getting a top five at least. You know what I mean? Um, another three years. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, up till 36, 37 or so till whenever. And I think I'll, since I've been very smart and I like being healthy, and that's always kind of been the way I do this bodybuilding thing is as long as I have the, the capacity and I have the energy uh, and the really, really it's the desire. And anybody that competes, you have to have a desire to want to compete. If you're competing for uh, the clout, for the chick, for the dude, whatever, for um, uh, revenge of some type of way of right. like, you know, revenge body, none of that crap works, uh, especially if you're going to try to be a winner. Yeah. Because you're going to get to the point where you can go, this ain't effing worth it anymore. Because right. <laughs> yeah. this sucks more than mm -hmm. I thought. Yeah. So unless you have a real desire to um, win for something more than just these exterior things, mm -hmm. um, there's really no reason to put yourself through the hell of winning um, and then quit and then you'll just stay there, right? Yeah. Hell right. Where, you, where you quit at. So yeah. It's so respectful, man. Because uh, I, I, I see, I've seen it right now. I've seen it the last few, well, there's about, Two three terms ago, Kevin Kevin yeah. was uh, and he was right, doing yeah. his he was doing his first and he started at MBTI yeah yeah mm -hmm. he was uh, doing his first show and he was prepping during the time that he was in class yeah. and yeah, he went like, from being tolerable to dude what's wrong with you he's like I'm prepping I'm and, like what does that mean he's and like, asleep my in the brain floor. is short circuiting <laughs> yeah. so he'd fall asleep in a corner yeah. he was that was his first one so he didn't know what to expect now exactly. he's he's prepping again now he knows what to expect he's completely different. Exactly. And he's got good people around him to show, yeah. hey, yep. I'm not being a little biatch doing this. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so there's, no, there's nothing, to, nothing to complain about, yeah. you know? You're making this decision for yourself, and, yep. you know, to complain about it doesn't get anybody anywhere. Respect so. the grind, man. We got uh, one of our students, Gracie. She's, she's yeah. I think, three three she's, weeks out. She's doing the same show as Carly. Oh, yeah. she is. So they're both doing the, yeah. um, the uh, Valley of the Sun yep. with mm -hmm. Wings of Strength and Jake Wood. Uh, which Rising Phoenix. Rising Phoenix. Excuse me, guys. I always mess it up. <laughs> That's right. I messed it up in the YouTube too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why I knew it. Yeah, I just... <laughs> that's why, exactly. Rising Phoenix, guys. Um, and uh, we'll, we're going to be there with TG too, guys. So um, cool. we'll have a big booth there, um, our, our tent, and we'll be there all day, uh, just vending. Can we have um, a Can we have a little section of your booth? I don't care if you guys come sit with us. Well, I only got three vendor uh, badges though, so you might just have to buy a regular guest pass, and you can probably come sit with us. What date? What date is that? It's September 30th, so it's coming up. 30th. Man, okay. I'm going to try to be there. Yeah. Let me let me ask because... Uh, yeah, if you can ask for us, that would be great if we can put up something, even if we're not there, if we can just put something up that says... Oh, well, either way, I can put something up by my booth if it's a banner or something. That'd be awesome. I, I just want to be a spectator. I want to watch this. I haven't, yeah. been, to a, you, I haven't you, been to a show. And if there's any show to go to, it is all women's, so it's an all women's show, but it's a great show to go to. Yeah. Obviously, we're part sponsoring yeah. the show. Uh, a lot of women from TG are going to be there. Tons of tons of the girls are doing the show there, uh, and then the Whitney Jones too. In the next couple of weeks afterwards, so good show to go to, and it's in conjunction with the pro league show. So there's going to be pro yeah. bikini, uh, wellness, figure girls, and bodybuilding uh, girls yeah. too. So it's, it'll be a dope show, and it's at the Arizona Grand. So it'll be it's going to be a cool setup. Rising Phoenix, where's and, the Arizona and, Grand? And, at? and Carly should uh, Carly should win. Uh, if you just off the the I-10, you take that loop around right where in a Right when you're passing the Arizona Mills. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's that yep. first turn off mm -hmm. okay. there onto like baseline or something. Yeah, my old stomping grounds. Yeah. I remember. Mill Mall. <laughs> yeah, it's just, right. it's just past Mill, yeah. Mill Mall up there. Yeah. That's sweet, man. Yeah. Cool. Check that out. Yeah. We're all going. So cool. Yeah. Carly's coming back with a win. So 
Of course she is. She's going to win. Well, I really appreciate you coming. We have yeah. we have your buff freak. Buff freak. Yeah. Instagram and, and YouTube. One one word, guys. I got the name before buff anybody freak. else years ago. It's it's buff freak. K okay? b u f f f r e a k. Yeah. At buff freak, not butt freak. I am I am that too, but only for one. <laughs> we'll put we'll put that in the uh, show notes and everything. So. Yeah. yeah. And then YouTube's just Elias Wilson. And uh, I know you just gave me a MBTI. Gave me a subscribed. Uh, yeah, we, uh, subscriber cool, yeah. today, which actually gave me a one mark ahead of them. So now I have a little <laughs> over almost 60 subscribers and they have one less. So I'll, well, I'll we, like you guys back today. I subscribe, but I'll, I'll go in and subscribe from, from the school too. Oh, okay. so. I, I, was assu- <laughs> I was assuming that's what it was from, was from MPTI. No, so. no, it was my personal. So I, I, um, I'll go in and do it at the school too. So well, I'll personally, uh, go subscribe to you guys. So I'm grateful for the time guys. I really am. This is my first yeah. real legit podcast on here to talk about, a. The gym and obviously the relationship that we've already created from being at the gym and i really do believe that this is just the uh, the very tip of the iceberg of uh as long as god gives us more time uh it's just the beginning of what is going to unfold with tg mesa tg phoenix down the road from here and potentially uh, a couple more so. yeah it's awesome mm-hmm. yeah we're grateful to uh, to be within the your the facility at tg mesa uh couldn't be a better spot for us and uh better uh, couldn't be a better place to learn yeah. quite honestly yeah. so Dude, you're the, you're the best, man. I appreciate uh, you guys. Thanks for coming on. Of course. And, uh, Let's do another, huh? Yeah, for sure. I'll be ready for another. Maybe after my pro win. There you go. So hopefully it'll be this year. Let's do it. <laughs> if so, not, we'll do one before that. So. so let's do that shortly then. Sounds cool. good to me, man. <laughs> 11 days out, baby. Cool. All right. All right, guys. Thanks.